The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Cowboys Storyline. It's Tuesday, February the 27th. Getting close to the end of this month. Of course, we have a couple extra days uh, this year um, with leap year coming up on Thursday. I always hated leap year as a kid because my birthday's early March and so it's just one more day to before the birthday but uh uh it would really be terrible to have your birthday on leap year I, I would think or maybe it's not maybe it's cool maybe you tell people you're a fourth of your age every time who knows all right uh but that's not today that's that's Thursday we'll talk about that on Thursday on February 29th but today February 27th we'll got plenty to talk about with the Cowboys of course uh the combine's going on in Indianapolis which means you know, people up there talk you know, Stephen Jones is there talking today. I think uh, Jerry Jones will be talking on Thursday or Friday, maybe Friday this this week. Um, so, you know, with free agency coming up, uh, lots to lots going on, lots to talk about. I don't know how many answers uh, actually came out of that. I saw some of the uh, some of the storylines uh, there and some of the quotes from Stephen Jones. I mean, nothing too earth shattering just about the free agents and the guys that that are you know the the decisions they have to make coming up with some of these these uh free agents but um you know i think it all it all starts really with Dak. i mean that's that's the big contract that will kind of determine what they do and um you know everything always starts with with the quarterbacks and so uh this one no different but uh some different things that he said about uh you know wanting tyron smith back and then obviously they they like tony pollard but i think the market's going to tell what happens there? A lot of running backs, obviously, uh, are there, and I'm sure there'll be some questions or two about that um, today. Sorry, eight 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 five five two two nine seven is the number to call. You can text as well eight one seven two nine zero three two nine eight. So we already have one caller on the line. The lines are are open, so or at least one of them is. So you can definitely call and uh, get a chance to to talk. Last week we uh, we got three or four new callers there, so. Uh, always good to hear from from new uh, voices, but also the ones that call a lot. And here's one of them, Dylan in Northport, Florida. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. It's been a minute. Yeah. Time's a little tougher, but I'm glad I was able to get in here today. All right. What do you got? Um, something that uh, you and Rob had talked about a couple times now is the Micah Parsons drop off late in the season, uh-huh. and I was curious about that because I'm like. Does this guy really, like, the calendar changes to, like, December. He just falls off the face of the planet. Like, we all know he was getting pressures, but his facts just, like, disappeared completely. And so I went and I did a little bit of research at uh, specifically the time to throw because something stuck out to me in the Seattle game. The kind of story on Gino is that the dude held on to the ball for way too long. So I thought that was going to be Sac City in that game. But they went and made a concerted effort to get the ball out quick, kind of negate his his uh, presence there on the field as far as sacks go. And so I went and looked at the games following that one, and the quarterbacks were getting the ball out 10 to 20% faster every single game. And that's where we saw the um, Micah drop-off was after that game. He only had a couple, what, two, two and a half sacks from that point on the rest of the season. That was only week 13. So that tells me that maybe they saw something the other teams were able to pick on as well with our cornerbacks losing off the line of scrimmage 
teams getting open quick, and then obviously we know they you know try to run the ball as well against us. But I don't think it's necessarily, and I do think there is something to Micah needing to gain weight um, if he's going to play DN you know full time. Obviously, he's too light to be there uh, full time, but. I don't know if the drop-off is as severe as we think maybe it is um, based on him alone. I think it has something to do with the rest of the defense as well, and specifically the cornerbacks losing off the line. And I don't know if that's like a scheme thing or the DBs just losing off the line or what, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that is. I mean, because you want to uh, – I wish I had my stats in front of me. Uh, the, the pressures, that's something to, to look at too. Do the pressures change? I mean, obviously sacks they don't. is one. I they mean, don't. I don't feel like they do. I mean, I don't feel I feel like no. the pressures are still there. So I think it's a combination of everything. I really do. I, I think you're right. Uh, it's good that you did the research, and, and you're right. I mean, you know, teams aren't going to continue to just do the same thing. I mean, you're going to double team. You know, I saw a game the other day when my, my team was playing basketball. We, we gave up 40 points to a guy. Uh, Arkansas did it Texas A&M. The next game, he got six. You know, I mean, they, they do things different. So you're not just going to continue to do the same thing. So I think it's a, it's a combination of, bat, of you know, let's address this issue with, with Micah. You know, if you're having to block him, we're going to try this on him. We're going to do this. So there's, there's a lot of things. But I don't think it's all – it's also three years now. I think his body type is probably – I mean, he does get tired. He has to be be tired and worn down because it's yeah. not natural to be playing at that weight. So I think it's a little bit of everything. But but if the pressures aren't really going down, then I think it's it's probably more to it than, than, than just what you – you know, than, than what people are thinking is that he's tired, he's worn down. Yeah, and his pressures didn't go down. You're talking – he had just as many pressures in the last, uh, what, six games here as the rest of the season and the other games – uh, you look at his double team win rate as well. He has the highest percentage of double teams in the league, and he wins the highest percentage of double teams in the league. So, like he's still winning, he's still getting the pressures, but that that point two second differential it seems like such a small number. But when you're talking time to throw, and he's getting pressures, not the sacks. Well, that, that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. Well. All right. Appreciate that. That's good right, stuff. Good research. As we found out last week, you know, 0.4 seconds, you can do a lot of things. Like you can throw a long pass and catch it and shoot it. I'm still not over that. Um, but anyways, yeah, 0.2. I mean, that, that doesn't sound like a lot, but but it is. I mean, for a quarterback, everything speeds up quickly. So I think I think it's good. That that's that's good to to know that. I mean, I think that the pressures are still there. Uh, I think teams are, are are trying to make a conscious effort to block him differently, throw the ball quicker, but. I'm not going to just dismiss the fact that, that he's probably, you know, not the same, you know, it probably wears down a little bit because there's just not many people at his weight that are, that are playing that position and doing it all the time. So, all right, uh, let's go to Shelby in Virginia is the next caller. Shelby, what's up? Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I, uh, I wanted to call back. I tried to call a bunch the, the Monday after, uh, the the dark dark Sunday in January, but I couldn't get through. I think the show waited a few days, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for uh, stopping by and saying hello to my dad oh, yeah. and I at the Washington game. That was just a huge. Uh, there's been a lot of talk of uh, journey over destination, and that was just mm-hmm. you know something I'll I'll never forget, and my dad and I will never forget. Well, but. let's let's you know let's be honest about the situation. It started with you guys. I mean the the generosity. To, to give t- tickets to somebody and do it, do it through this show and do it through this show, which was really fun. And I appreciate that. I know Chris does as well. And so, and then also 
to have, you know, such good seats where you could just walk down to where we were. I mean, it's not like you were way up high. I mean, you guys had really good seats right by the tunnel. It was really good. So it, it started with you guys. I mean, that that was just an amazing gesture. And then it was cool that we were able to kind of do that and, and connect uh, some more fans from Storyline. That was really neat. So it was great. It was it was just as, as much fun for us to meet you guys as it was maybe the other way around. I really appreciate it. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, it was fun. Uh Texted with Mark a bit, uh, Mark yeah. from Philly during the playoff game, just commiserating and uh, yeah, but but so thankful that we got to do that. That was I awesome. I don't want to play. Uh, I, just, I don't want to play trivia with him. You know, I mean, like I thought I had a stumper, and he was just like, dude, that Whoa. was something else. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I had no idea. My dad had no idea too. He wouldn't have gotten it. So uh, <laughs> that's good. But yeah, for for Anna, going through the season, you know, I probably listened to this show more than I watched the Cowboys play. Uh, you know, just five hours a week of of content. So very thankful for all that y'all do. Thank you. And keeping it going after a tough loss like that. My my only question is, uh, I saw Xavier Howard got released, and I've I've listened to a few shows now. I took a break, but I'm back. Uh, Xavier Howard was released. Is it? Would it be worth looking at him and maybe letting go of of Gilmore? And trying to get—I mean, he's a little younger, more yeah. expensive, but a better long-term option. Have you given that any thought? And uh, with that, I'll, I'll let you All go. Right. Thanks, That's man. good. That's good uh, question. I mean, they Gilmore is going to be an interesting, you know, uh, situation because they—he played well. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he, he played well. They—they they traded a fifth-round pick. They got him, um, and he did—he did a nice job. Um, he got hurt, and I thought—and I think his value was unfortunately was seen. At the end there, you know, when, when he when he got hurt, um, he wasn't the same player. And, and I think Green Bay definitely took advantage of that. But, um, you know, he's he's he had surgery on his shoulder. And so it's going to be a little bit before he comes back. I think that's going to affect his his market. I would think it affects the market. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, you know, he's also he's also tied closely to Brandon Cooks. I mean, those two is. It, other than them being on the field, you don't see them apart that much. I mean, Brandon Cooks, Stephon Gilmore. I mean, I think I think you know Gilmore would like to be here. Um, I assume Cooks would be. He's got another year under his um, on his contract. So, um, but but to what you're asking, can you get better there? Can you get better than 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 Gilmore at that spot? You know, Diggs is coming back. So what's what's the role? I, you know, the, the, this team needs a lot. And I I don't know if if signing a corner, a veteran corner who's just been released and and for contract reasons, I don't know if that's your best play. I mean, think about it now. When when free agency hits, you've got starters that are that are not going to to be there. I mean I mean your free agents. You have a left tackle who's a free agent. You have a running back, two running backs, free agent, center, free agent. And so when free agency starts, you could lose some of these guys to other teams. At corner, you've got Gilmore and Jordan Lewis, but you've got Diggs and you've got Deron Bland. And then you've got some other younger guys as well. I just don't know if it's as pressing. Um, I, I like where you're thinking, though. I, you know, upgrade from that position. But for the money, I, I don't know. I, I think you could maybe get Gilmore on a good deal. Uh, bring him back. You have to rehab him, but I think he's a veteran that, that would that would be just fine to start whenever he's ready. Um, so it's it that's an interesting position. It's you've got guys, but you also one of your guys is coming back from injury. Um, you know, I, I you do you have question marks there. I don't know if they make that big a splash, but 
you know, something something along those lines. Sounds good to me. All right, uh, I got a text question here from the 214 number, so right here in the Dallas area. It says, do you expect the players to be all in this year? Do, you, uh, do, you, do they have to set the market, or are they willing to share the pie? And I'm sure, th- sure this is a reference to the, um, the salary cap that went up quite considerably, I believe almost, was it $30 million? Um, So I don't necessarily think that helps the Cowboys. I think it might help a little bit to get some guys under contract or whatever. But when, in terms of market, though, uh, you, got, you still have teams that have a lot more money than you. And what happens is when teams have a lot of money and then it gets even bigger, that's where the contracts will get bigger. It'll be out of control a little bit. So I, I don't know if it helps the Cowboys that much. I think you're going to see a lot of big deals, big contracts this year. Um, uh, and Chris actually sent this for me. All right, so it did increase $30.6 million, uh, to $255.4 million. Um, yeah, it helps teams kind of function a little bit. But it doesn't help them compete with a lot of teams that are, you know, now you can really throw some money around. And so uh, I don't but I don't think the players are going to be all in from that standpoint. If you're if, if that if you're asking, is Dak and CD and Micah willing to be all in and, and kind of take a little bit less to share? No, no, that, that, that doesn't happen. Not not with the second contract for, for Micah and CD and, and, and nor should it. Um, Dak, this is third contract, but this still he's still in, in the prime of his career where he can get you know the biggest contract that he's ever had too. So um, the, those three guys, no, it's setting the market for them is way more important than it is to you know sharing the pie. You just don't see that very often. Tom Brady, I think, did it. You don't see a lot of other people that really do that. All right, let's go to uh, Brian in Kansas City. Good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I did not catch the very beginning of the show. So how's your dad doing? He's doing good. He's doing good. I didn't I didn't mention that, but he he's doing pretty good. Probably listening right now. So no, he he's doing he's doing fine. Uh, yeah. I couldn't remember. I was gonna say it by his nickname, but I couldn't remember what his nickname. What, what did he call himself? Oh, he goes like? by yeah, he goes by. It's his stage name, really. A doctor Doctor Sunshine. So Doctor Sunshine because yeah. he's from Florida, right? No, no. It's just because he's always smiling. He's not from Florida. He's not from oh, Florida. Oh, I thought he was in Florida when he called. <laughs> no, no, he's from Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh. Fort I Worth needs you. some sunshine, too. Yeah, so. Absolutely. All right, bro. What do you got? Well, so I wanted to ask a couple of, you know, also kind of in conjunction with the cap going up, <clears throat> a couple of questions about uh, different roster scenarios. And then, of course, I got a. I got an old time cowboy for you. All right. So, um, so one, I guess my first question is, you know, there was a little bit of a debate before this happened, before it went up way more than expected. Uh, there was a little bit of a debate is, you know, because McCarthy's on a one year deal, would they view, would they think about keeping Dak to just this year and saying, let's just play it out, see how you do. And, mm-hmm. and, I, I, you know, I didn't think it was realistic before. Now, maybe from a financial point, you know, I was like, he's an awful good quarterback. You know, we remember the Quincy Carter, you know, we remember eras without, without a quarter, without a starting quarterback and, and kind of cringe. So, but I just didn't think it was financially possible. They just didn't think they could do it. Now they could. So, I'm curious, and and the other person is, uh, do you think they'll move on from Gallup? I kind of want to know, what would you do? 
And then what do you think the Cowboys are going to do? And then my old-time Cowboy is uh, Montre Holland. So he played just a couple of years as a backup until 2010. He had a he had a little bit of a run as a starter that year. And anyway, just anything you had on him, man. And I'll hang up and listen. Have a great day. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the call, Brian. Chris knows why I'm laughing. Um, yeah, Montre Holland, man, he's one of my favorites. I can't even say it with a straight face. Um, yeah, we got we got a song about him that we would sing, but. Um, uh no nah, i mean he's a good dude i mean he, he was a really good guy um i think i told this story one time on the show that i i, I accidentally sent a text message to him uh i, I had a picture of my daughter at, at a disney uh event and with she had all kinds of disney stuff on frozen all this stuff and i sent a picture i was supposed to send it to my mom but it got sent to Montre Holland. I don't know if he ever he never responded to it. I don't know if he liked it or not. I uh, just thought that was weird. I mean, very opposite, I think, of my mom. Um, but, yeah, good guy. Um, uh, he knows how to party, for sure. And that he, I don't know that firsthand. That's just part of the song. Because he's got an ass. I'm going to leave it at that. That's not, that's not even the guy. That's not even the right guy. I don't know, Chris, why you're throwing that in there. I, I don't think I was talking I'm about I'm trying, him. bro. I know. Uh, but... Yeah, basically what I'll say is is that there was a sports writer one time. We were sitting. I'm not going to tell the whole song, but we were sitting there at training camp, and it was going. It was the song by Tupac, California, Knows How to Party. And somebody, somebody next to me changed the lyrics to Montre Holland because he just got named the starter. So Montre Holland is now the starter, and uh, it keeps on blocking. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. All right, uh, Michael Gallup. Will Michael Gallup? Um, what will I do? What would I do? Um, this one's tough. I, you know, you know how I am about Michael Gallup. I, I don't have a problem with 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 him being there. I think he makes plays uh, when when he's t- when it's time. He doesn't make enough though to warrant the contract. So, if you're going to make a move, you've got to make him a post June one cut. You don't have to cut him on June one, but you don't get the money that you save until then. But it splits up. It splits up the uh, the uh, contract a little bit. So, so basically, with with that, you know, I think that that Gallup, I think you save about six million if you if you make him a uh, a post June one cut, um, and that probably makes more sense because if you don't, he's gonna you're gonna save like a hundred dollars or something i mean it's like very very even and you know for him to be the fourth receiver but he doesn't play special teams if they feel like Tol- tolbert's gonna just take on to that that's fine um i kind of like that better because i don't think i want tolbert on special teams i mean you know let's let's be honest he's a receiver because when he was out there they, they throw two fakes at him and i mean that's not really his thing so he could focus on just being a receiver probably makes more sense that's what i think i would do i have to make him a post june one cut if they decide to do that um but you know he's gonna be good for somebody i mean maybe not at that price but you know he he, he runs good routes he makes some catches i'm talking about Gallup. Make some some contested catches. You make sideline plays. Doesn't cause any issues in the locker room. He just kind of does his thing, and uh, he, he'd be a good third or fourth receiver for somebody. Um, probably just not here. Um, all right, let's go to. Uh, actually, the lines are open right now. Both lines open. So uh, uh, let's 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 make this happen. Um, but the first question that that Brian was talking about was Dak. Um, and you know, I I still think they're going to they're going to do enough, you know, to make a, a move with his contract to save some money on this cap. 
Um, I don't think that they'll be in for you know three to four more uh, years, but I think they're gonna they're gonna figure out a way to to keep him for the next you know next couple of years for sure, and also at a price that you know they, they're gonna. I mean they're gonna be competitive. I mean this is they got one the head coach here has one year left on his deal. I mean he's gonna be competitive. This isn't gonna be one where let's just wait it out and then have more money after they're gonna try to win. So Jerry said they're gonna go all in. I don't know what all in means to to Jerry. You know, but um, but I do think that that they're they're gonna try to make a play. You know, we'll see if if they act differently in free agency this year. All right, let's go to um. Actually, before we get to the next call, I do want to read this text message. This is from Mike in Boston. Uh, as a media member, does it ever frustrate the hell out of you when a person like Jimmy Johnson makes the joke about being on Jerry Jones' advisory board? He was literally laughing as he said it. And it was led led to the news of most of the national media. And, of course, they were bad-mouthing Jerry, saying that he's so desperate he needs Jimmy Johnson's advice after all these years. Just as it drive you nuts that stories are covered accurately. Probably inaccurately is what he's saying. Um, that's part of the game. I mean, that's that's what happens. You know, you got to remember everyone's got an agenda. Um, you know, Jimmy, I, I don't know if Jimmy said I, I didn't. I think it was more tongue-in-cheek a little bit. Um, I don't know if he said anything about – I didn't hear the part about advisory board. I just think he said they're, you know, he's he's in the fold and with them, and they're in good, and they discuss things and, and all that. And I think all that's fine. Um, you know, let's be honest about it. I mean, Jimmy was the head coach of the team, and Jerry was the owner and general manager, and they won two Super Bowls, and, and they couldn't figure it out. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to be that was when he was the actual head coach. So, I don't, you know, maybe Jerry should have been leaning on Jimmy a little bit more or Jimmy on on Jerry. either way. I mean, I don't even know how all that went now. All my point is is that I don't think this is one where he's on speed dial and he's asking Jimmy for advice. I I don't think that's that's the case. I just think they're they're in good they're in good situation, uh better than they've ever been, evident by him being in the Ring of Honor. Does it bother me when this other, I mean, all these other stuff? That's 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 part of it. I mean, things get spun all the time for headlines. I mean, how many times have you clicked on a story where it says something, you know, Cowboys sign this running back, you know, and you're you're clicking on it, and you're like, who, you know, who are they getting, you know? And it's it's some you know third year guy, whatever, to an exclusive rights deal. I mean, that's part of it. It's part of the deal, and everyone it happens all the time. This one doesn't really doesn't really bother me. All right. Let's go to Jeff in North Carolina. What's going on, Nick? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Great. Great. I was I listened to you yesterday on Talking Cowboys. And oh, yeah. I know y'all was asking, uh, what what do you think would be a risk, uh, a risky thing that they would do? Mm-hmm. If and I thought that um, if they, if instead of extending Dak, and they re restructure him and push more turn you know convert his salary into signing bonus and push yeah. it into next year. I think that could be risky because uh, you know I've heard Brian Broadus say you know if Dak becomes a free agent next year, whether it be from restructure or or they just let his contract stay where it is, he thinks Dak will be gone. He thinks you know that Dak will. Yeah. We'll leave, and, and that could be, you know, I, could, I thought, well, that might could be risky, you know, you know. True. But, but uh, I was going to see what you thought about that, and also I was going to see if you had a story on uh, 
the late great Golden Richards. I seen where he died over the weekend, and yeah. and uh, and uh, I will hang up and let you right. let you talk about that, man. It's good talking to <clears> you. Good talking to you, Jeff. Good stuff as always. Um, you know, I, it's anything you do when you when you're talking about fifty nine, sixty million, seventy million, whatever. I mean, even if they cut it to a measly forty million, you know, whatever it is. It's risky. I mean, it's risky at, at any any spot here. So, um, yeah, I you know I I still think you know for every Brock Purdy that that's a success story. Um, think about how many seventh round picks the Cowboys have drafted or any team has drafted that you would want to play for you or any undrafted free agent or or whatever. You know, I mean Brock Purdy, Tony Romo. I mean, even Tony Romo, it took three or four years, you know, so um, it's risky if you don't go that route. I mean, you, you can say that, just say, I'm going to go with a cheap quarterback and we'll win. And it doesn't really work. It, it doesn't it doesn't work that way, you know, and, and the 49ers had a loaded roster around him. And I'm not saying he's a he, he's not worthy. He's a really good quarterback. I mean, he's really good. Brock Purdy. I think he's outstanding. My, my point is that there's risk anywhere you go. If you say I'm not paying Dak 59 million, we're going to go get someone cheaper. Good luck. Good luck. We've we've seen that. We've seen that happen. You know, they I've we've seen the Cowboys move on from Troy Aikman. We saw that. Good luck. So there's there, there's risk anywhere you slice it. Golden Richards, uh, yes, he did uh, pass away this weekend. Um, you know, he obviously played before I, I was. Uh, you know. Really, before I was born, I mean, maybe when I was one or two, he was playing. But I think 78 was his last year. Um, You know, I honestly was surprised at one time when I looked at his stats and realized that they weren't, like, that great. Um, I thought he was, like, a superstar. I really did. Because he made big plays. He, he's one of those guys that, that had some clutch catches, touchdowns. Of course, he caught one in the Super Bowl. Um, so I kind of, I kind of always thought growing up that he was one of the legend type guys. Um, but but he was, you know, he was more of a role player. Um, but but he had some some great plays and and you know, I mean, his, his you know, he had the, the name and his hair and all that. The thing the thing for me that I knew more about him is because in 1983. They had another receiver, number 83, named Doug Donnelly, who also had long blonde hair, and he was a receiver, and it was flowing out the back of his helmet and all that, just like he was like the next Golden Richards. Well, it, it turned out he, he wasn't, you know, it wasn't that great. He didn't play for that long. But um, that's kind of what I knew of, of Golden Richards was more about what I had heard and saw from, from Doug Donnelly. But uh, still, you know, um, you know, just another sad loss. Uh, for the Cowboys Nation and for you know a great player uh, like Golden Richards. All right, let's move to um, Daniel. He's in Greensboro, North Carolina. Daniel, yes. you with us? What's up, man? Yes. Hey, um, I just have a comment, and and I want you, you know, I kind of want to get your thoughts on it. Sure. But I'm a I'm a huge huge Dak fan, huge Cowboys fan. Um, and I do believe that, you know, we should do do what we have to do to extend him. Hopefully he takes, you know, maybe a little haircut or whatever, but, you know, get him extended so, we, so that we can lower the cap number. But I think the, the um, biggest elephant in the room that the Cowboys need to get back to is the offensive line. 
that is the one position group that can affect the entire team. There, there, there are no other top tier quarterbacks that are asked to do more to me than Dak when it comes to having to deal with a team that's the most penalized, that that can't stop the run, that can't run the ball whenever it's needed. You know, he, he has to deal with that whenever Patchman Holmes doesn't have to deal with that, whenever Jackson doesn't have to deal with that, whenever these top-line quarterbacks, does, you know, never has to deal with all these things happening at once in the playoffs over and over. Now, he has to play better, of course, but – you know, but fishing, fishing our offensive line at center, and I believe at left tackle. I know Tyron Smith is going to be cheap, but I need somebody that can maul people, that can that can get downhill, and that can run the football. That helps our whoa, running whoa, game. Whoa, whoa, that helps whoa, our hold on. Tyron Smith's going to yeah. be cheap? Cheaper. Huh? Cheaper than, than huh? other starting left tackles. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Other than, other than starting left tackles, right, right. Other than, yeah. Right, yes. But, yes, yes. But, yes. Um, now, not cheap, but, but yeah, I well, mean, you're right. He gets, a, he gets, probably will get a discount considering that he was a second team all pro, but I don't think it'll be that cheap, you know. Right, right. But at the same time, you know, we all know that, you know, we had a lot of all pros this year uh, based on the numbers, but, to me, some of that has something has something to do with the star not helping as well. Because, for instance, yes, Deron Bland, for instance, was all pro, but he also gave up a lot as well, and so he had an up and down year as well. But that's that's not the point of of my call. My call is I think we should double dip if we have to uh, in the draft and offensive line fits fits the middle of our defense, but help our quarterback out. He can't carry all all the nonsense that happens with all the penalties and, and can't stop the run and and you know yeah. to me no other quarterback has to deal with all of that mess on top of and I love Jerry Jones but on top of all the stuff that comes with that you know no other yeah. quarterback has to deal with that and if you fix the offensive line you can help the rest of the team and you can create start start back to start starting back to to getting an identity and creating a culture in the locker room whenever you fit the offensive line. To me, that's the biggest need. And I don't care if we have to double dip or go all in in our front seven on both sides of the ball. You okay. know, we have to do something with that. Daniel, are you first-time caller? Uh, first-time caller, but I've been listening to you all the way back to Cowboys break and, and before. So this is the first time I, that I've been able to get through. All right. There we go. Well, we appreciate it for sure. Um, thanks for the call. Good, good stuff. Good insight. Um, as well, um, I you know I I'm agreeing with you, and I disagree at the same time. Um, in, in on one level, yes, Dak has to put up with a lot, and it's not just on the field stuff. It's it's, but it's part of it when you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, he yes, there's penalty issues, lack of running game, defense had some holes at times as well. Um, but, but like you said, Dak has to play better. You know, I don't know what I disagree with is I don't know if other quarterbacks don't have to deal with that either. I mean, Patrick Mahomes to me, is just on another level. He's not even worth, he's not even worth talking about in, in terms of, you know, comparing anything. Um, you know, he would like Dak's receivers over his, um, you know, I think he would trade everything. If you said I'll take I'll, I'll trade everything, you know you get the Chiefs receivers and they're tied in, and the Cowboys receivers and they're tied in. That's a tough one now, with Kelsey involved. You know now the Chiefs PR would take Kelsey because I think he's driving a lot more ratings for some reason. But um, but I think that from receiver tight end, 
you know, I mean, D- Dak's got it pretty good, you know. So, so I, I don't know if I would agree with that, that. That other quarterbacks don't have to deal with stuff. They all have to deal with stuff. Um, but, but I, for the most part, I agree with your premise. Look, get get better guys around him, and, and clean up some of the mess. Clean up some of the penalties. Clean up some of that. You know, give him a running game. That's really what it comes down to. Give him a running game, which, like you said, starts with the offensive line, and I'm fine with that too. I'd be okay if they drafted offensive line once again. Um, you know, if they drafted an alignment in the first or second round for three or four or five years in a row, that would be fine with me. You know, because then you you continue to have really good players up front. And if you have good players up front and you get, you know, get the pressure off your quarterback, then you can do some good things. So I, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. All right. Uh, we got uh, Rob in Vegas. What's... Hey, Nick. Hey, Rob. You know, the last call, that's kind of one of the reasons why I don't want to pay Dak $60 million a year because – you just rattled off. He needs this. He needs, he needs this, help. He needs yeah, this. yeah. I thought um, about that when when I was saying that too. I was just like, "That's that's the double edged sword here on this." It's yeah. yeah. Yeah, we talked about it. it's a bad investment. There's only one right now, and that's Mahomes. Everybody else is getting overpaid and not producing. True, and that's just the way it is. But you know, I keep hearing people talk about, well, if if we don't extend, if we don't do anything with Dak uh, this year, and he goes out and he wins the Super Bowl, he may leave. Are you kidding me? This guy has been putting up with the media for his whole career, and now you're telling me when he does something that hasn't been done in 29 years or so, he's not going to stay and let everybody kiss his butt? And I mean, of course he's going to enjoy it all. He would never leave. Even if he gets to the NFC Championship game, and God forbid we lose. He, he would have done something that hasn't been done. So right. that's not going anywhere other if, than if he doesn't produce. If Dak wins the Super Bowl, Jerry Jones is going to give him three things. Number one, a hug. Number two, a check. And number three, yep. a pin. Okay? Yeah. And he yeah. can fill out that. If he wins yeah. a Super Bowl, he, he can run for mayor. Right. Yeah, no, I, that's why, you know, I don't know why anybody would say that. Oh, wait, he, he would leave. There would be no way in the world. Yeah. But the only, the only, listen, I know that you said the cap went up $30 million. That's got to help somehow. It, it does uh, help. It helps you do some things. But I just don't think it makes you now competitive to go outbid people because everyone gets $30 million and they're in a better situation than you are. Correct. And let's be honest. Jerry Jones is not going to do that. He's going to spin it. We got Diggs and Overshone coming back. So, and they pretty much, well, Overshone didn't play at all. Diggs played a couple of games. So that's going to help. And he's right. If those guys come back and, and they are right, that means the good, they're going to help. So he's going to spin it like that. They'll go get a, a linebacker like maybe a Bobby Wagner or somebody, but they're not going to spend $20 million a year on a guy. And they'll get somebody in the middle of the, defensive line no they're, they're probably not going to get chris jones but go get somebody and that's how he'll spin it and if he's going to do it like that i'm okay with that as long as he leaves Dak alone leave the contract right. let's write it out write it out uh and, let, and let's see what it what happens michael gallup i mean it's pretty much a, a foregone cl- yeah. conclusion he's, he's going to be gone and yeah, yeah. I, I like him he seems like a cool dude but like you said 
he, he's just not he doesn't justify the money. Uh, like like when they drafted another third rounder in Jalen Tolbert from a relatively small school like they did with Gallup. No offense to yep. Colorado State. It's not, not power five, but it's not small school. But still, they drafted a third-round receiver. It's kind of, you know, Tolbert kind of taking over as the next Gallup. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of the same player. Yeah. They're kind of the same player right now. Maybe Tolbert is, is even more on an upswing, which is, is nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't see them. They're not – for any fans, I think they're going to go out and just, you know, go, go pay Saquon Barkley $12 million. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. They'll go maybe four or five million for or a running back, or they'll draft one, which I'm okay with because running backs. I hate to say it, they used to be the you know dominant uh, position. Emmett Smith was my favorite player, but they're not anymore. You get them out of you know you're going to run them for five years and then you're going to move on. So, but no, I, I right. Dak, Dak ain't going nowhere. I, I hope he wins the Super Bowl, and I hope they make a mayor, president. I don't care. <laughs> Let him, you know, but no, he's not leaving if he if he's successful. All right. Thanks for the call, Rob. As always, appreciate that. Um, Chris had a good question. If he was the mayor, I mean, in Frisco, Arlington, Dallas, uh, you know, anywhere, you know, he might just want to be the governor. Who knows? Um Sorry, I'm not trying to get political again. I just he, he can do whatever he wants if he wins the Super Bowl, and I think everyone would be fine with that. I do disagree with one thing though that you said, Bruce. Uh, sorry, Bruce is, is next, but uh, to Rob, I disagree a little bit. Um, I think the Cowboys might actually get one of those running backs. I could see that happening. You know, there's four or five out there. Really, about three. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys go and do a move like that. I'm not saying that's their all-in move, but I think it's it's a move that would be a little different than what we've seen before. A um, little risky because, I mean, running backs are, you know, they're always risky at this point. I mean, Dalvin Cook was one of the best in the league like two years ago, and then he doesn't even, even have a team, you know. He's kind of bouncing around a little bit. So um, the drop-off can be quick, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys spent considerable money for one of those uh, backs. Remember, I mean, last year, I mean, they, they, they did the franchise tag for, for Pollard. So they were at 10. If it's up there in the 11 to 12 range and for somebody you think's better, I could see them doing that. So that's one thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys made a move like that. All right, let's go to Bruce in Houston. Hey, Nick. Hey, Bruce. How you doing, buddy? It's been a minute. Hey, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, uh, Listen to Rob. I, I got you in my ear, so I need to listen to your response. Hopefully, you won't disagree with me. But <laughs> uh, no, I, I, he he said he said that that he didn't think they would go get a Barkley or a Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry and spend twelve million or something like that. He didn't think the jury's going to do that. In this case, I wouldn't be surprised if if they do. I mean, I, they they actually might. That might be a, the type of move that they think could kind of help them. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that happened. Well, let me ask you before I do my Dak deal. How close do you think they were making a trade for Tennessee for Henry? Not really. Or were they even in the one? Really? No, no, actually, I was told that, that they never called. Tennessee never called, and the Cowboys never called, and it never even came up. And I think wow. I think the Titans – remember now, nobody traded for him. The, and everyone True. thought it was going to happen. I think the yeah. Titans threw out a, a compensation figures and, and draft picks and stuff – so high that, that, you know, I mean, everybody yeah. has its price. So it's like, oh, they sure. might trade Derrick Henry. And I'm sure they were like, yeah, 
for three number ones and and you know or whatever and you're like whoa 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 so the, I think yeah. t- I think Tennessee squashed all of that right and it makes sense and you can't blame them you know ask for the moon right and see what happens but yeah nobody's going to give that to a thirty plus year old running back uh, Re- remember but, this they loved their coach Vrabel they I mean right. they, they did they did part ways with him but they wanted yeah. him to be successful they wanted it to work. He's a likable sure. guy. He, you know, he's fiery. He's tough. He's kind of got that Dan Campbell type. He, he was a player. Mm-hmm. They wanted him to have success. So if you really want it to work out, you're not going to trade your best player, you know. And no. so, if to, and then you're not going to win games, and then you're going to fire him, and then somebody else gets to to win all that. I mean, so you know, I, I didn't seem to make a lot of sense, even though media was throwing it out there that he was all but gone. But it didn't really work out like that. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess that. I think, you know, all chips in, as we've been saying, look, would you, would you, what do you think the betting odds that McCarthy is extended after this year? 50% or, or, or even lower? I don't know. I'm just asking, but. What are the odds that they win the Super Bowl or go to the NFC championship game? But you know, if that happens and and that's, I think if, if Dallas would have this year was the perfect, Scenario being the number two seed, and they, yeah. you know, poo pooed their way in there. But if they'd at least gotten to the championship game and say they lost, I guess it depends on how they lost. He mm-hmm. threw three picks for two for pick sixes. Yeah, you'd still be mad at Dak. But if at least they got there, I'd have been okay extending McCarthy. And you still may be in the same boat with the new defensive coordinator, which I think they've gotten better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quinn was more about getting to the QB instead of stopping the running back. I think we're going to see right the opposite uh, with Zimmer there. Right. Stop the run, and then you can still get to the quarterback. But yeah. we, that'll be, you know, dependent on what we see. But um, but with Dak, I, I've been watching him since he came from Mississippi, you know, State. So, um, and great, great fan of his, but you just can't. He's not worth $40 million. I'm sorry. And Dallas seems to do that a lot. Hey, Good players, great. What great players get paid, and instead of vice versa. But, but uh, let, so, hold, hold on, real quick, Maurice. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Let's do it in a different way. Is he? Is he? Is he among the top ten quarterbacks in the league? In your opinion, top ten? Yeah, I would say top. 10. Okay, not top five. Not top five. That's top fine. 10. Top ten. Okay. So that being said, then I wouldn't get caught up in he's not worth this or not worth that. I mean. You and me, like we all, we can say that about anybody, right? So, so, but my point, my point is, is that does he, does he, don't ask, is he worth this much? Say, is he worth fair to be fairly compensated? Is he, should he be, you know, and I think he is. And it's just a cycle. He was number two uh, highest paid quarterback for about a week. And then before you know it, he's 15th or, you know, like these quarterbacks, they just keep, they just keep doing that. So, but, it's his turn. But Rick, yeah. But here's another question. Someone said some stats the other day. He's he's still up there on the most paid quarterback, even more than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You know how many times he got franchised. My question is, look, I don't care if they make a hundred million. It ain't my money. It's right. Gary's money. But but my point is, is you just can't you can't uh, invest even more long term with what this team needs defensively. To a guy that plays great in the regular season and only against 
mediocre so teams because those yeah. all the teams that were good that made the playoffs last year. We didn't win one of them except for maybe Philadelphia, maybe the Rams. You could include them in there, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that's the no, I, I get it. I uh, get it. it it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because and, – and uh, Bruce, thanks for the call. Do you have anything else? Or? No, just have a good day. You I, too. I like Dak. I, I know. I like to work. I really do, but, but at some point – you got to either. No, I know. I would hopefully if they go all in, if they can adjust his contract to where because if if they blow it again this year, well then Jerry's gonna. I don't care if he's ninety two. He's gonna have to blow it up and start over with a new coach. Yeah. And he's gonna want a new quarterback, and right. you can't blame him for that. So right. good show, Nick. All right, thanks, Bruce. I mean, like, there's so many fans that that probably have that same mentality right there as as uh, as in Bruce. You know, same thing or like. You, you you really like Dak and, and and you respect him and you want him to to do well. You just wanted him to play you know play better, especially at, at, at those times in the playoffs. Um, but he said something interesting of with all the help we need on defense, how do you do this? And that's kind of the point. That's why they will do something with it because they do need all this help. And the best way to get more help is to work with him and his contract. And, and and not only him, but CD and Micah, if they can get all three of these guys done, they actually can save a lot more money. It sounds like there's not going to be any, any pie left in, you know, for anyone else. But in reality, there will be even more because of the way they structure these deals and they can do some things right now. Now, with Micah, I think definitely with CD, Micah, I'm still I'm still not to the point where, you know, I'd be fine with him long term. I think he's a great player. I know that he has people have some concerns there, but um, I think you know these are the type of guys that you know you can still uh, win with, and you're going to win with for a long time. Dak's a little bit different, but I still think all three of them can help you um, be more competitive and be in that all-in stage by getting deals done with them. All right, let's go to Arthur. Is he still on the line, Arthur in Spring, Texas? Yes, yes, sir. I am here. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay. You know, um, I, I I grew up playing football. I mean, I played it at, at the high school level. What position? Didn't go. Um, played just about every position on the defense. Started off at offensive guard and then went to nose guard and ended up at Corner. linebacker. Okay. No. <laughs> I, I was, was going to say. Happy. All right. What do you think? What do you think, Arthur? Um, okay. Uh, at, at first, I, I was kind of wondering about Dak and this whole contract situation. I really think that Dak wants to be here for the remainder of his career. Now, that being said, that compromise is going to have to be made. Um, not only on the Cowboys' part, but definitely on Dak's part. Uh, I used to think that I really understood football. But after watching the podcast and listening to different shows, I realized that, man, the whole game has jumped light years from, away from me. And there's, there's aspects, about, aspects about contracts I don't understand. I don't even understand contracts and free agency at all. But to keep from getting thrown off in another direction, I thought I sent you a text the other day. And I ask, should that, if Dak leaves, what team do you think he could go to and have an immediate impact on that team 
where he's playing good enough to get them to the Super Bowl? And I, I kind of answered my own question after I said it. And I don't think there's any other team out there because all of the teams who had good quarterbacks were were in the they advanced into in the playoffs. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I kind of like I said, I kind of answered my own question with that. But I'm just I'm uh, I, and I'm, everybody's already addressed our needs. We know we need a linebacker. We know we need to sure up the offensive line. We know we have to do something about uh, the D-line as far as controlling the run. I I just don't know or see a way that they can get a few quality players to, to plug into these positions. Uh, Tony Pollard, I don't think when there was talk about, about uh, picking up Barkley, I, I can't see where Barkley makes a difference in comparison to Tony Pollard. I really feel as though that Tony Pollard got put in a no-win situation last year. Mm. I don't I, I, I don't know about that one, Arthur. I see a different player. I see a different player. I see a different player. I do. I, I, I see a different player. I see a different body type. Um, I, see, I see a little bit more of a three-down running back. I know he's been banged up. He didn't play 17 games like Tony Pollard did. I think you got to give credit to Tony Pollard for his body size to play that many games uh, and and to be as durable as he's been. I, I do give Tony credit from there, but I yeah. I see a different I see a different back, honestly. Yeah. So. Well, that, that that's really all that I had. Okay. I, I didn't really have a question per se. It was just an old man kind of rambling. Well, I, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Arthur. And I, I actually, I, I'll, I'll speak to something that, that you said. I'll still, I know you're not on the line, but I'll say this to you. Um, don't sell yourself short on not knowing the game like you used to or whatever. I, football, yes, it, it evolves, but it also evolves in a cycle. There's going to be a time where, where you know, it, you'll see a lot more running. We're kind of seeing a little bit of it now. Um, teams, you still need to run the football. Okay, it hasn't changed for when you played. It really, I mean, if you got the biggest guys up front and you can push people around, you can still win football games. It's the same when you played in high school. It's the same now. Those six A teams in, in high school can beat any two A, three A team probably there is because they just got bigger guys. It hasn't changed that much. Yes, it, it's evolved and it's going to continue. It'll be a cycle thing, like I said. But you know. You understood the game when you played it. You still understand it now. Uh, it's it's changed a little bit. Not not knowing the the money and the salary cap. I mean, I'm you know I've been covering this team for 26 years. I I, I barely have a decent grasp about the salary cap. I understand how it works, um, and it's really no different. I mean, it's you give everyone the same amount of money. You know now. now you give everyone the same. It, it's just it's just like painting a, a picture. Everyone has a canvas. Everyone has the the same brush, and everyone has the same paints. But it's still going to look different for how how they do it and how. But you know, so you're giving everyone the same type of materials. It's just how do they you know do they what do they do with it when it's here? And so some teams are a lot more creative than the others. And I think the Cowboys have done a really good job with their salary cap. But they also have great players. When you have nine pro bowlers, ten pro bowlers, or whatever they ended up having, I mean, you you have to pay those guys. So it's not it's not easy. I mean, you have to draft well, and, and they've done a pretty good job of that too. All right, Irwin in Denver. 
Hey, Nick, what's going on? Hey, Irwin, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, a little snowy up here today, but for what? <laughs> anyway, I wow. just wanted to uh, make a couple of comments. And if, you know, people could kind of think back about the Cowboys, the history of the Cowboys, what was a couple of things that was always really good about the, the Cowboys was their running game, you know, their offensive line and their defensive line. And I'm just kind of really hoping that the Cowboys somehow, some way, are able to draft that center from uh, Oregon, uh, Jackson Power Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, possibly, you know, get a running back. Um, I think the other run the running back from Oregon himself. And then just to touch quickly on uh, free agency for running back, I, I like the guy from Oakland, uh, Josh Jacobs. You know, and I'm, I agree with you. I think the Cowboys are probably going to go somewhere and uh, get one of those running backs. Yeah, I just but, think they will this year. Yeah, yeah and you know, it's a Jerry. Thing, think about it. It's a Jerry type of move. It really is. It's a, it's a, it's a. You know, getting well-known players. You know, and, and maybe a little bit after. You know, they they've done what they what they're going to do. But you know, the running back market is going down. But yet they still got some some high profile names. I still, I, it's just the type of of move that I think the Cowboys will, will would get would do this year. Yeah, I agree with that. And just to quickly touch bases real quick about Prescott. You know, I think he's a really good quarterback. I just wish that during the playoffs he would have one of those playoff games like he did a couple of years ago against the the Buccaneers. But yeah. you know what? As far as his uh, his uh, you know his contract goes, I guess he deserves it because that's what the that's what it dictates. You know the the price on the players. So yeah. the market dictates that. So yeah. Anyway, I'll up and see what right. you got to say Thanks. about that. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, everyone. All right. Um, you know, I, I you mentioned that Tampa Bay playoff game. I think that game actually holds a little bit more water than you would think. Uh, because if anything, it shows that you can do it. You know, it shows you can do it on a big stage. It was a Monday night football playoff game, and, and he's he's got Tom Brady on the other side. And, um, you know, they went on the road, and they went there, and he had one of the greatest games that any quarterback's ever had in a postseason. I don't I don't know if there's been a – I think it's four touchdown passes and a, and a rushing touchdown and – 75% completion or something, you know, a lot of little stats involved there, but like no one's ever done it in the playoffs. So it was one of those type of games. Um, and so, and it was a big game, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be one of those people that says, you know, only the losses were big games. When you win, it's not, you know, it doesn't matter. That was a huge game. And, and, you know, I think it just at least shows, it shows the Cowboys that he can do it. He can do it on a big stage, um, but he needs some help. And um, he didn't have it in green Bay and he didn't play well either. So, um, against green Bay. So that, you know, that just, it was a poor effort from everybody. Um, but I think the fact that, that he has done it two years ago, um, at, at least sort of should help a little bit from, from the Cowboys standpoint of knowing, you know, if they are paying him a lot of money that, you know, their belief that he can still get the job done when it counts. All right. Tony in Atlanta, next caller, probably last caller. Hey, what's up, Nick? Good afternoon. Man, how you doing? I'm great. How about yourself? Oh, great. Good, 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 good. So this is my fourth time calling. Oh, fourth. No music for that. Yeah. yeah, fourth time. Nothing special for that, but I just keep it count. It's been a while. <laughs> but at any rate, <laughs> at any rate, so a couple things. One, one comment uh, on this whole all-in piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, a Clarence E. Hill Jr., that gentleman needs to get royalties every time somebody says all-in. 
because being the professional journalist that he is, he is the one who mm. used the term all in. And Jerry just took it and ran with it. And now it's on fire. So if somebody can get that man a royalty every time all in is said, let's get it. Let's get that started, man. Do you so, play poker? Uh, three, three car poker. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I like this quick, you know, it's a, you know, catchy little term, but let's be honest about it. You go all in, you push your chips to the middle and it's like, I better get this ace on the river or I'm going home and I, and I'm done with my money. I'm done. This is it. I'm all on this hand. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not, that's not what this is. This isn't all in. Okay. I mean, the, the, I mean, the, they're going to have a hand next year. They, I mean, so you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's a nice thing to say, but but you know, unless they start trading next year's number ones, I said this on Talking Cowboys. You trade next year's number one, and, and you start getting into next year to all go in for right now. That's my definition of all in. But just yeah. just getting a just you know drafting someone or making a big trade and all that. I mean, I I think it's next year's one. That's that's the yeah. type of all-in move. It's not just going to get a running back that, that that we've all had on our fantasy team at some point. I don't right. I don't think it's that. I agree. I agree. I agree. And you know, like you said, I mean, kind of like the Rams did a few years ago when they started talking about yeah, know, forget some picks and all that type of stuff. That's that's kind of close to the all-in, but I, I just don't see us doing things like that. My other thing, right quick, uh, and this is no one's mentioned this, and I don't for this ha- foresee this happening, but. What's the likelihood, you know, with all this talk about extending Dak and extend Dak or, you know, keep him at 59, whatever, mm-hmm. what, what's the likelihood of Dak himself actually, you know how these guys do sometimes when their contract discussions going on, mm-hmm. maybe not show up at OTAs or maybe not do this or not do that. I mean, because, I mean, his cap number is 59, his actual take-home pay this year, you know, hadn't changed much. It's about twenty, twenty-five million or something like that. You know, the cap number is just because of what's happened with the last few years, right. pushing everything back. But I just wonder, just for the sake of trying to get this contract thing moving, if there's any chance he might do something like that, like yeah. not show up or, you know, I mean, I know some things are mandatory, but OTAs, right. I know that's not. So I just wonder what your thoughts are. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. It really is a good question. Um, Thanks, thanks for the call, Tony. Yeah, man. Um, take care, brother. Think, take care to you. Um, you know, a lot of guys do that. Um, this is where, th- this is where it gets difficult because Dak is not like a lot of other guys. Um, I would say, you know, never say never, but this ain't happening. Like that, Dak's not doing that. He's not. He's not gonna sit out like that. Now he he might do something different. He might you know, not do as many media things or whatever it is. I mean, we, we've seen certain players do something like that when they're wanting a deal. Um, you know, you, you don't say yes to everything in the organization that they're asking. You You know, there, there's little things like that, but not practice. Um, because at the end of the day, they all seem to come back. It's very, very rare that, like, when you when you have a holdout, you know, it's really not a holdout until you start losing money and losing significant money, not just not just some fine money, but like game check type money. And that's not going to happen. So every player understands, yeah, I can balk a little bit, but what is, does it help? 
does it really help me at the end of the day to get here uh, late and not and and then now everyone's messed up. The whole offense is not not on you know on track. We're all out of sync because I was trying to make a stand, but now I'm back and I'm down. We're trying to play catch up, and the season's about to start. That doesn't help anybody. So it doesn't make sense to do that. Um, he might have his opinions about how things are done, but I don't think. Um, it will be an OTA and mini camp and, and those type of things and even training camp. I don't see that that happening. Um, uh, that's not the type of person that he is. Uh, it's not the type of leader that he is. I just I would be very, very surprised if that ever happened. I mean, I, I think they'll, they'll figure something out and I think he'll be you know in good spirits, um, you know because I think that they want to be competitive this year and the best way to do that is to you know restructure his contract. Get these other two guys with you know with some um, you know, extensions as well, and then they can get into free agency. Now that doesn't mean all three guys are going to be done, but I think they'll have a plan in place to to be able to do that. So this year, so uh, wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if you get one of them done, uh, Dak, and maybe another player, and then another one maybe in training camp uh, as well, and really really have some money to to function all, all year long as well. All right. Great show. It's been an hour. Uh, we've had 10 calls. Good stuff. Had a first-time caller. Had some of our veterans called. So really, really good stuff. I appreciate that. Uh, we will be on next, uh, well, just this Thursday. So on um, February 29th, we will leap into uh, that show. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you next time on Cowboy Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?